Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of Thinking Aloud about film. Today, we're going to be looking at uh, The Housemaid, uh, a 1960 film from South Korea by Kim Ki Young. And Richard, do you want to give us a context for the, the screenings of this and other films on movie? Like Pichot, which we talked about last time, it's another in a set of films that movie have got on that are all restorations by Martin Scorsese's World Cinema Project as part of the Film Foundation work. So there, this was a, a restoration that was done about 2014, I think, mm -hmm. of this, as you say, 1960 Korean film that's seen as a you know, one of the major films of, of Korean cinema and has been an influence on Parasite and, and various other films. You want to uh, tell us a little bit about the plot of the film before we begin talking about the film itself? Yeah, so it's a melodrama and with a bit of a horror tinge to it. So this mm -hmm. a family, a, a piano teacher with a wife and two kids, and he teaches piano in a, in a factory. There's a bit of intrigue going on with with some of the women in, in, in the factory and one of them gets fired. Then his wife gets pregnant. He ends up asking one of the women in the factory if she can provide them with a housemaid. And this turns out to be a big mistake. So this um, housemaid arrives, who's this kind of mysterious and slightly uh, belligerent young woman. She basically causes chaos in the house. Um, she brings sexual intrigue, death and destruction with her. <laughs> um, everything go, goes goes horribly wrong and, and uh, the family is basically des destroyed <laughs> as a result. The connection to Parasite is obvious in the sense that it all takes place in the house and the house is a major both narrative component and also has a symbolic function, right? Because yeah. Part of the narrative has started because the wife wants a new house, right? Yeah. And yet she yeah. can't manage the new house and needs a housemaid as well as extra money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's also the the kind of class thing that you get in in Parasite with the upwardly mobile family with the house, and then the the the, the working class woman brought in to be their domestic servant. So that's mm. kind of a, another connection. I, I was reading something before we started talking about the. The house and the, one of the, one of the key points, and this is very important to the film, is that the the new house they move into is a two story house, and that is certainly at that time would have been relatively unusual in Korea, and so it was very aspirational to have stairs in your house, and of course the stairs become a, a key part of the plot in terms of the the deaths that happen in the house. Yes, did you like it? Did you like the film? I I, I did like it. I didn't quite see that it was as astonishing as, as it gets written about being, possibly because it was very reminiscent of a few of those Taiwanese sixties films that we saw a few months ago, which I, and I think I, I think I preferred those. They were, they were more fun than this. How about you? Yes. This has a similar kind of excessive melodrama. It's a, it's, it's, it is, it is a much better film than those. I think, just the way that it's filmed, the way that the camera moves, those careful compositions across screens. It is pretty badly acted, so that, you know, that's another point of comparison. The children are atrocious. Uh, the femme fatale slash housemaid is so obvious from the very beginning, mm -hmm. you know, that it's a bit of a problem. And also, I don't understand her psychologically. You don't know why she's doing all of that. 
I also found the praise for the film excessive. I mean, I understand how watching it now, the sexual situations and the power over turnings that the film demonstrates are pretty astonishing. And for 1960, certainly it would have rocked American cinema to such a point they would have burnt Hollywood down. Mm. Right? Like, ah. well, that, that's the, yeah. the interesting aspect, I think. The housemaid arrives in the house, she's awful to the kids, she... she there's this bottle of rat poison that, that's waved around frequently. You know, yeah, don't keep your rat poison in an open cupboard. I mean, that's where the children can reach it, you know. Um, but, yeah, the, you know that something is going to happen with this rat poison. And she threatens the children with the rat poison. She has an affair with the husband. She gets pregnant by the husband. She then basically, spoiler alert, causes the, causes the death of the son. Um, but at that point, the family... Murder, she, murders the son. That's not mince words. She tells the son he's been poisoned, but he hasn't. But he's so frightened that he falls downstairs and dies. So she, I'd say, manslaughter. <laughs> I don't know how the All career right. legal system works, but it's, I'd say manslaughter rather than murder. But she, yeah, essentially, it's entirely her fault. Um, but the family don't then go to the police because they're so scared of the power she, and it's kind of financial power she has over them because essentially for them to t for them to go to the police about the, her killing the son. They have to admit to everything else, to, to the husband um, getting her pregnant. And if they do that, their husband will then lose his job and they won't have any money and they can't afford the house. So it's kind of the house is more important than the death of the son, which, which is yeah. I, I found really, really interesting. Yes. But also, I think the job is important here, right? Because, you know, I thought at first that the uh, husband was a piano teacher in a high school or a boarding school. But it turns out, no, he's a piano teacher in a factory, right, where all these young women have been sent by their families to work, right? So it's about losing this prestigious job in a factory that kind of, the fear of losing that job, yeah? And the social status and the income and the lifestyle that it affords. Um, you know, that becomes the main driver for the film. And therefore, like, I have major, major reservations about this film. I think it's really misogynist. I mean, it's like a male fantasy in a way. Yeah, or a male nightmare. Yeah, nightmare fantasy. Because it's all about a man who is so good looking, right, that women throw themselves at him. And actually, his being so good looking <laughs> is what ends up destroying the family, right? Because these women just can't keep away from him, right? Like one commits suicide, you know, the other ends up taking piano lessons from him and then, you know, threatening that if he doesn't make love to her, that she will say he raped her, right? And ruin his family, you know? And then there's the housemaid, right? Which is the same thing. I mean, basically she throws herself, yeah, and manipulates herself so that, you know, she'll have him even beyond the grave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't quite grasp one aspect of it, which is that you, so essentially you have these three women who are, or four if you include the wife, who all seem to be obsessed with this. Not, I mean, he thinks he's not actually that good looking. He's just this fairly average looking piano teacher. So you you have the the woman that works in the factory who persuades her friend for some reason to write a letter saying that she's in love with the piano teacher. This is what starts everything off. And that friend then loses her job and eventually commits suicide. The woman who's still working in the factory 
we're told he's actually in love with the piano teacher and then takes piano lessons from him so she can get close to him. He then says, can you get me a housemaid? And for, for reasons which aren't really explained, she's then paying part of the salary of the housemaid. I think the reasons are explained. Uh, they can't afford it otherwise. At that point, I thought, oh, she, maybe she's deliberately placed this disruptive influence in the house to try and break up the marriage mm. or something. But it, it's a bit mm. odd. I suppose put like that, I don't quite get it. I mean, I, I, I had understood the reasons as being financial. But then there is this scene later on when they bring the TV into the new house and she says we're the richest family on the street. So why they can't afford to pay, you know, what seem very little housemates wages that a factory girl can afford. I'm sure that's kind of evident to a Korean audience, but it, it wasn't evident to me either. It's true. Yeah, yeah. I thought that scene with the TV was interesting. It's like in that Douglas Sirk film where, you know, the TV is evil. In a, you know, All the TV is always allows, evil yeah. in a film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really do think it's misogynist because all of the women also are shown. So on the one hand, they can't keep their hands off him. On the other hand, they ruin his life or they threaten to ruin his life or they create all of these terrible problems for him. The revelation or the, the going to the police and claiming that he's raped one of them, the, the threat to the, to, to the job that the suicide of one involves, you know, the constant threats by the maid, you know, the, the, the maid kind of kills his children uh, uh, and destroys his marriage. The wife is also shown to be not above murder. Yeah, I mean, basically, kind of she arranges, you know, to to have uh, for the maid to jump off the stairs, you know, so that she she precipitates an abortion uh, and then tries to poison them, her. So it's not a very pretty picture of women. <laughs> yeah. And then what takes the cake at the end of the film is that, you know, it's shown to be a, a dream. Yeah that, uh, you know, this, this thinking was spurred on by the, w by the wife reading this newspaper story, you know, and then the camera pans out the window, because a lot of stuff is shown through windows, through glass, through cupboard doors, yeah. creates a very eerie feeling. But then in the last shot, the husband speaks directly to the audience and says, you know, men are just prone to young girls, right? We all know that. So actually, it's implicit that, you know, he's a man, he's speaking to a male audience who all understand this dilemma of the older you get, the younger the girls you go for, and it's common wisdom. <laughs> it's this terrible predicament that all men seem to apparently are in, that simultaneously you've got all these young girls throwing themselves at you and your wife is trying to persuade you to buy a bigger house. And the, the, this is like, <laughs> this is basically... problem. So it's, essentially, it's a message to the audience saying, right, women, stop pressuring your husband to buy a bigger house. And young women, stop throwing yourself at middle-aged piano teachers. I, mean, I don't know what Korean cinema in general was like in, in 1960, but if we, if you assume it's anything like Taiwanese cinema in, in 1960, then, you know, the, this would have been a real a very startling film in the same way that some of those um those melodramas we saw a few months ago would 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 have been in taiwan um so i can see why it has the the reputation it has i don't and i i, I would like to dispute it because i do think that whilst the mise-en-scene is really accomplished right uh the mood that it creates yeah the tension that it creates is, is very accomplished. It's a real, 
It's a real cineast, yeah, who's made this film, someone who knows about cinema. Though there are problems with that. I think uh, the quality of the acting is a significant problem and that this director can't get better performances. But as to the value of the film as a whole, I think we need to dispute it because, you know, it is misogynist. Uh, it's not just that it's a male point of view. But the thing is that this goes beyond just being a male point of view on marriage or work or, yeah, sex. It's, it's a male point of view that has a very low and narrow opinion of women. Yeah. And I, I stress the low. They're all murderesses. They all cause problems. They're all sexual bait. It's a problem with women that they're so desirable that men can't keep their hands off them. This is really problematic. And, and actually, uh, it's, and it's not just problematic, but it's a very uninformed view, a very narrow view of women in the world. And if one of the things that we ask for art is, you know, to kind of illuminate our own condition, to give us insight and so on and so forth. This is a film that does not do that, that has so little knowledge of women, their condition, their desires, their aspirations, <laughs> that it gives a very false impression and kind of, you know, puts it all from this poor male victim's point of view, when in fact, he has all the power. He's got the job, he's bringing the income, he's got the mistress. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. can't even fucking protect his family, right? So, you know, so he's got all the patriarchal power, he's fulfilling none of the patriarchal duties, and the film is, makes a victim of him. I mean, come on, that is not acceptable. A great film does not show yeah, things yeah. like To Be Like This. Yeah, you know, the, the responses to this film when it was rediscovered, which I get, I mean, this restoration is from 2014, so I guess the rediscovery of it was probably, say, five, ten years earlier than that. Um, I can't find particular responses talking about that, the, the misogynist aspect of it. I suspect if it was rediscovered now, people would talk about that. I think that's a difference. Well, you know, wait until some young female Korean critics get their hands on this. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think they will give a very, very different view yeah, of the yeah. film uh, uh, than, you know, what we've had until now. I mean, I do think it is kind of, um, you know, a deeply misogynist film. It's not just a film that's created within patriarchal stru structures or strictures. You know, you can imagine that, you know, a, a Korean film of 1960, like, like most films of most national cinemas in 1960, you know, will not be a pain to feminism. You know, you expect that. But I think this goes beyond that into a kind of a deep disdain and fear of women. I'm trying to remember, are, are there any male characters other than the piano teacher and the son? I don't... Yes, there's that uh, elder whom he has a drink with. OK, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But that's about it. It's interesting in that there's this predominantly female cast. But as you say, the treatment of them is... The, you know, the behaviour, the, the way the characters behave is, is, is yes, it's not a great portrayal. Yeah. Yes. And also the very idea of the home, you know, which the home as a trap, as a prison, as a death, you know, as a place of duty, obligation, death, poison, rats, right? I mean, let's say a very conservative woman might have seen it as a dream, right? But in this film, there's not even like the acceptance of that, right? I mean, you get it. I suppose the you know the wife thinks that, but then that the wife's wish for that is also a burden on him. It's a very technically accomplished film that is wonderful at creating mood, uh, disgust, disdain, 
the kind of uses film symbolically, the whole thing with the rats, the rat poison, yeah, uh, that is very good on point of view, yeah, but that actually is also uh, prone to, to melodrama and overemphasis, very badly acted and deeply misogynist. Want to add a, a few last words on that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's all fair. I think that's all fair comment. I, I, I would say it, it is worth watching. Dis yes. <laughs> despite those reservations, it, it's a it's it's a very interesting film, and as you say, a very well made film. Um, but I think I found the those Taiwanese films of a similar genre more enjoyable and less misogynist. Yes. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we are thinking aloud about film. Uh, I'm Jose. I'm Richard. And we will continue uh, to explore uh, these Martin Scorsese uh, restorations on movies. And we will continue to judge him if we don't agree with his choice of <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>